A roundabout offers the chance to choose a destination. How fast or slow, how cautiously or bravely you approach it. A roundabout provides its user opportunity, danger, but ultimately choice, much like life. Roundabout is a podcast about life, love, journeys, success and failure. Mostly a celebration of living life and making the most of opportunity. Well, Roundabouters, welcome back to the Roundabout podcast, episode number seven. Um, I'll start off today by just saying that I'm stoked to have got to seven episodes. Um, I decided one day that I was going to start a podcast and um, here I am at episode seven. So, um, look, we've had some amazing guests so far and that will certainly continue, hopefully. Um, Today's guest is also, look, a bloke that um, has done amazing things, has had a a life's journey that, you know... um, I'm really quite excited to hear about um, this. Um, this fella played AFL footy. Now that's something that you know the majority of us, including me, have, certainly haven't done. Um, he played um, 45 games at the Western Bulldogs and 14 at the Bombers. Kicked 31 goals, which is a good return for a bit of a well midfielder, wingman, forward pocket. Um, yeah, great return. Um, look, he's been a great cricketer. I'm pretty sure he's had a hole in one at golf. Um, he probably bloody plays chess, bocce, and table tennis as good as um, as good as anyone too. Um, so yeah, look, I'm really excited to um, introduce uh, Mark Elvey, um, the boy from Kilwa. Elves, welcome to the Roundabout Podcast, mate. Um, you're very well known in the region for your incredible sporting abilities. Um, what's your first ever sporting memory? Probably when I was uh, six, it was 1986, we're heading off to a family barbecue um, and yep. Hawthorne and Carlton were playing in the grand final. So yep. at that age, obviously you've got to try and pick a side. So yep. yeah, I remember picking Carlton and even though we lost that day, from that moment on, I followed the Blues. Um, and then in 1987, we were able to win the flag. So then that really rubber stamped, I guess, as a kid who I who I supported. So um, yeah, I had a deep love for the Blues and that, yep. that was probably my first sporting memory, yeah. Yep. And you know what, funnily enough, one of my first sporting memories is 1979, I was seven, in Carlton Beach, Collingwood, in the old Wayne Harms there you go. game. So similar, actually. Yeah. Um, I remember exactly where I was and, the, you know, it was, um, yeah, I, I think um, those kind of deep-seated they, memories, they just stick with you, don't they? They stick with you big time. And yeah. then even, I think it was... And then at 11 or 12 years of age, I remember with Dad and a lot of his friends, the World Cup final, Pakistan-England played. Yeah. And we caught the bus down to Melbourne. And so that was my first real experience of doing something big like that. And you're right. Yep. So things like that just stick with you for life, even though you're young. Yep. So, yeah, and I remember going to the MCG. It was packed and you're at the World Cup final. Yeah. We caught the caught the bus down. When was that? Like 91 or something? 91 or 92, I think it was. I was yeah. in Melbourne, I reckon, 91. Yeah. Um, what happened? We lost, did we? Uh, so Pakistan beat England, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, mate, you grew up in Kerwa, and for those <laughs> listening that aren't familiar with Kerwa, it's close to Wentworth. Um, and for those that aren't familiar with Wentworth, it's near Mildura and so on and so on. But um, what was life like for you in Kerwa in the 80s growing up as a kid? Yeah, I often... Uh, sort of reminisce a little bit and think back to um, when we we're growing up, and I absolutely loved it as a kid. So yeah. I mean, we'd catch the bus to school, or we'd get dropped off, or catch the bus home. Then we'd have a better two k walk. Yeah, right. So things were completely different back then, weren't they? I yeah. mean, there was no technology, no social media. So yeah, um, you know, we had the we had the Tucker's Creek um, bridge not far away. Um, yeah. So we used to go you know, fishing and yabbing all the time, or I'd 
basically if school finished, I'd be on my push bike or yeah. outside kicking the footy or playing cricket, which was what I just spent hours and hours of doing. So I guess whatever I was, the season. Yeah, whatever season it was. So that was probably how I taught myself to, you know, kick the ball really well. I just yeah. used to spend hours, hours yeah. outside um, with balls in my hands. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, growing up in Kelwa, I absolutely loved the space and the freedom that we had as kids. We grew right, up on a fruit that. block and okay. – um, yeah, I would never change that, and, yeah. and I often, at times, you know, wish that our kids could could have experienced that. But obviously, things evolve and, and things yeah. have changed, haven't they? No, oh, mate, the mm. freedom we had as kids, and you know, I'm another nearly ten years older than you, so for me, it was you know, ride the bike to school, ride home. Mum and dad are still at work. You make something to eat and just get on the bike till dark, and you get home, and hopefully, tea was ready. And yeah, now stuff's different. Like. There was the, when I was a kid. There was no technology. We had one telephone in the house. That was it. Yep. Um, do you remember getting the VCR though in about '83? That was big news. The good old VCR. We actually <laughs> pulled one out recently because my youngest daughter wanted to watch a few highlights of when I played in Melbourne, and we had yeah. some had some old tapes. So we uh, borrowed the old VCR of my auntie to put a few tapes on. So and it worked. Yeah, it did surprisingly. Wow. We didn't think it was going to at the start, but it yeah. got there in the end. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was good, really yeah. good. Oh, that's yeah. awesome and. Mm. I think, yeah, country life, nothing better, really. I think, um, you know, the, the whole, and I hate referencing the pandemic thing, but I wish I could edit this bit out, but I can't. But um, it, it, I, I lost my train of thought a little bit there. I don't even know where I was going. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> I literally <laughs> killed that. Yeah. Um, so the Wentworth region has produced some awesome sporting talents across, you know, throughout my life. Um why, why do you reckon? Why, why is it's it? hard to um, to work out why, but I mean, if you look at the the Wentworth Football Club for the for the players that have gone on and played yep. league footy, for example, I think it's up around fifteen, sixteen. So, Huge. for a small community town like that to to produce so many, I guess, footballers that have gone on to play league footy is yep. quite remarkable, to be honest. And for a yeah. town of what a couple of thousand, yeah, it, it is quite unbelievable. Wow. So. And and major- and pretty much the majority of those, other than a couple who moved here to place juniors, yeah. uh, the rest were born and bred. So, yeah, yeah it's it's hard to put a finger on why, but um, maybe it was because what you were saying, like you know, because well, when I was a kid, Mildura was like the city bit, and when he yeah. was like, felt like it was five hours away. Yeah, I guess we're out in the sticks, and yeah. and when you don't have technology and there was yeah. no social media, you, you were outdoors have, the yeah. whole time. So whether you're running on push bikes, you always had balls in your hands. So. Yeah. For me, I, I would spend hours kicking the footy. So yep. that was how I taught myself to kick both feet yep. really well and stuff like that. So whereas now I see – I watch AFL footy now and I'm amazed yep. that guys can't kick the ball that well. It is pretty yeah. mind-blowing, yeah. isn't it? It, it, it blows me away. Guys so. that are getting paid, you know, even if it's a 100 grand a year, let's say, you know, the bottom end, they can't – they just can't – yeah, there's the number of guys who are pure yeah. kicks playing the game today compared to 15, 20 years ago would be a, yeah. a pretty big difference. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is a perfect segue into, um, I guess, first of your footy career. So where, where did that start? How did that sort of come about? Yeah, so I think I was about seven or eight years of age, started playing <clears throat> at Wentworth and, yeah. and played all my junior footy there. Um, yeah. And then at 10, 11, it was, it was tryouts with Barrier, which would mean we'd travel to Broken Hill and play. Oh, okay. And from there, they would pick combined squads to, yeah. to travel away and – I was first selected to play for New South Wales in the under-12 national championships, which wow. which was uh, up in Queensland. So that was sort yeah. of where things probably at a young age were like, okay, hold on, it's, I'm actually reasonably good at this. And yeah, yeah started to play That's for great. New South Wales. And from there, then it was um, into under-13s, under-15s, yeah. under-16s for New South Wales. So 
yeah, right from a young age. And because I was on the New South Wales side of the border, we had a lot of travel to do. So yeah. my old man would um, – he'd work during the day and quite often we'd have to get to Wagga or Sydney so we'd drive throughout the night. Um, wow. Yeah, so it was a lot of travel that we did um, to, to – to play for New South Wales, but and train, and then yep. and then we travelled all over Australia at times. So it was it was a pretty cool um, upbringing That's as far as the footy yeah. side of it went. Yeah. yeah. So you were playing a sort of state level footy, really, at that age as a young kid. Started under twelve national wow. championships, and then it sort yep. of yeah sort of went from there, and yep. yeah kept playing state footy all the way through, and then obviously played. Yeah, you know, was playing junior footy at Wentworth and made my senior debut at the age of fifteen. Yeah. Um, played all year. Uh, as well as some New South Wales stuff, but mm. unfortunately, the week of the week before the finals here locally, I got stood on behind, stood on from behind at national yeah. championships and had to have an equal reconstruction. Oh, no. So unfortunately, I missed the 1996 grand final where Wentworth um, knocked off Imperials by two points. So was that the famous after the siren one or something? Uh, it was pretty one? close to that. Yeah. So um, yeah, Phil Egan kicked the kicked the ball to Dallas Carnes who kicked yeah. the, kicked the goal to to put him up by a couple of points. Oh, yeah. So I missed that and. Yeah, then I was fortunate enough to get be awarded a scholarship to either move to New South Wales to yep. play or Canberra it was or mm. to Bendigo. And Bendigo was a bit closer, so that was when I relocated at 16, lived with a family, yeah. uh, went to school, uh, had 12 months there, um, had a great year with the Pioneers, won the best yep. and fairest, um, nice. and then entered the draft. So. Yeah. At um, that age? At 17. So that was back wow. in the days when every club then could only take one 17-year-old. Okay. So there was no guarantees um, that you were going to get drafted, but yep. um, halfway through the year, the Western Bulldogs took me down for a weekend. Okay. Um, so I spent the weekend with them, went to a game. and uh, But then that was funny, but after that, I never heard from them again. So I, I really had no idea um, Jeez, what was going to happen. Sort of tough for a 17-year-old to think, well, what's going to happen? Well, I didn't know. I mean, I guess I wasn't too worried. If I didn't get drafted, I still had another year in the system under 18s anyway. Okay, so um, you play Pioneers again. Yes, yeah, so I would have played Pioneers again. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it was quite bizarre at the end of that season. So draft night, there was – because I'd moved down with Dean Solomon, who I'd become really good friends with. He, so he's Broken Hill? He was Broken Hill boy. So right. Yeah, and that went all the way back to under 12s. We, we were right. billeting with each other, so our families become really good friends. Okay. And then we would travel away and play all the New South Wales state stuff together. Yep. So Solly's, you know, obviously one of the best mates in my life. And yeah. um, and then Chris Tarrant as well. So um, the three of us were in Bendigo, but all yep. three of us were 17 year olds. That's nuts, isn't it? And it was a bizarre. So on the night of the draft, we had we had Fox Footy there. So we had a big yep. filming crew there. And we were all that nervous because we're like, oh, this would be pretty embarrassing if they're all here filming us and, and we don't get happens. drafted because <laughs> every club could only take one. Wow. So, and then the as the night progressed, Chris went, Chris went pick pick eight, so yep. we're absolutely wrapped for him. Um, I went pick eighteen, and then yep. Solly went pick twenty. So it all happened really quickly in the first twenty picks in the draft, and we didn't yep. even know we we're going to go. So we went from being seventeen year olds living in Bendigo with families to wow. all three of us were then off to off to Melbourne as seventeen year olds. So yep. it all happened pretty quickly. So from twelve months previous to living in Curl with a population <laughs> of about five hundred people, to then I'm in the big smoke at seventeen. Wow, mm. and we've. I think in that short topic, we've ripped through about four of your questions, which is cool because we'll, we'll go back over them. But, yeah. mate, that's – so I didn't – I'd always sort of through, you know, Meso and that knew you had a connection to Dean Solomon. I had no idea what it was. But yeah. um, so he went to Bombers? So Solly went to the Bombers and, and Chris went to Collingwood and, oh. and I got drafted to the Bulldogs. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in a way, it was good. All three of us were in Melbourne. So we, cool. we were still pretty close, yeah. And would yeah. have just stayed home and been good boys all the time, I'm sure. Uh, we, we, we enjoyed ourselves. Um, <laughs> You'd be all mad part, not all to, part of All part of growing up and – um, yeah, we certainly uh, we certainly enjoyed ourselves and had a yeah. lot of fun along the way, which is which is what you want to well, do. You got it though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you work 
your ass off to get where you yep. you know to get where you want to go, but yep. you got to have a good time still. Oh, 100 percent. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So on the doggy, so I just I did a little bit of scouting around yeah. about that the team of that era. So it was Libba, there was Scotty West, I think there was Luke Darcy, there was. Uh, um, who else did I see? Yeah. Jose Romero. Jose Romero was playing. We had Brad Johnson and, and Rowan Smith and guys yep. like that. So when I wow. got there, they were a preliminary final side. So they yep. were a power, like a really powerful, strong side when I yep. got there. And um, yeah, so it was really hard work to try and break into that midfield initially, especially oh, as I was yeah. only seventeen. Yeah. Um, but we we actually went on and won the reserves premiership the first yep. year I was there, which was cool. We played before the seniors at the G. So oh, that's. It was that absolutely happen, packed. Doesn't it? it doesn't happen anymore, which sure. it should, because the supporters used to love going to the footy early and, and watching yep. you play before the seniors. So and that, then if your team doesn't get in, but your resi team does. Well, that's right. You know, there's, there's other stuff um, going on. So. And who was coach? Terry Wallace was coach oh, then, okay. so yeah. And, oh, yeah. And that was back when the days before sports science sort of come in. So it was all yeah. about the mental side of training hard and preparing yourself that way. So. Yeah. Yeah, some of the sessions and camps that we went on that we used to do, they just blow you away. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with how hard they were, and it was you run nine and ten k runs on on wow. bitumen where that just wouldn't happen now. They just don't do that sort of thing. No, so, uh, the, the yeah. sports science. Not that I'm that knowledgeable, but yeah. I keep an eye on footy a bit, and the sports science is off the charts. It, it is off the charts. I mean, the fact yeah. that every player's got a GPS tracker and you can tell the heat map and yep. I don't know. Is it is that improved footy? Do you reckon that? Um, I, I can't say it hasn't because of the the, the quality of you know rotations of guys coming off and the athleticism and mm. um, but at the end of the day though you can either play or you can't you can either read the play or you can't so yeah, yeah I mean there's parts of your game you can work on and evolve but yeah um, yeah I think for a period of time the game went away from from that they've mm. too focused on trying to draft athletes and turn them into footballers yeah. so yeah I like the fact that now we've gone back to you know if you've got a good footy IQ you can read the play you can use yeah. the ball regardless of you if you're tall or small mm. they're just drafting the best players now which is the way it should be I think so mm. and I mean you look at you know as we were talking before you know Carlton sort of resigning a couple of six five six six forwards. Um, that probably wasn't the case for a little while, was it? I sort of, it seemed like footy went away from that a little bit. That key forward bit. Yeah, it definitely did for a period of time. Yeah. Um, and and also the contract lengths now, like they've completely changed. So um, clubs are just trying to protect their future. Yeah. Um, Charlie Kerno and Harry Mackay signed till two thousand twenty nine and two thousand thirty, which I think is great. There's yeah. been a bit of an uproar, but I mean the Tassie side's not, probably going to come in around. 2027 so they're going to yeah. have a treasure chest of money to spend so mm. I like the fact I like the strategy lock them away um, yep. yeah um, so you reckon that'll happen the Tassie it sounds like it I can't see how it won't but I mean yeah. don't know the ins, ins and outs of it but yeah. if they do come in that's the sort of time frame so yeah. at least you've protected your biggest assets by mm. not having them uncontracted at that at that time yep mm. um, young Lockie O'Brien from, from here I reckon he had a pretty good year yeah, he's um yeah it was a, it was a big year for him. Uh, I think if Teague had stayed, he might have been in trouble. So, but it's yeah. good that there's been a new coaching team come in and yeah. show some faith, back him in. Um, mm. Yeah, now he's got a real opportunity in the next couple of years to establish himself. I noticed sort of he'll get the ball in that half back line on the left hand side, and you know his left foot's good. Yep, and. You know, that that's yeah, and he, he's quick, like he can run. Yeah, he can run and cover the ground and, and, and yep. gets back to half back and, and covers really well, plays yep. that ring that wing role that they're after. So um yeah, no, it's it's a big couple of years coming up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, once again, another local kid doing well and that's it's know. great to see the locals um yep. the local boys, you know, here who do the hard yards go down yep. and um yeah, make a go of it. So yeah. I actually spent a summer with Lockie before he got drafted, just doing okay. some stuff with his kicking and yep. um, you know a bit of stuff behind the scenes with with Lockie. Mm. So yeah, when you 
when you spend some time with um, young kids and mm. you, you, all you're trying to do is help them and guide them and pass on some knowledge. And well, you've got knowledge to pass on, you know. Yeah, so. and it's probably something. I, I, it's not something I ever um, look to promote or anything mm. like that. But probably one thing I'm really proud of is the last ten to twelve years behind the scenes. I've done a lot of lot of stuff with young kids in the area, just yeah. some one-on-one stuff and helping them with their mm. their skill development. Um, you know, trying to offer some advice and more or less get them to believe in themselves and yeah. chase their dreams. And there's no reason why if you put your mind to something you can't go and do it. So. Yeah, that's probably something since I've been, especially the last 10 to 12 years that I've really, you know, mm. I've given up a lot of my personal time behind the scenes to mm. um, to pass on some knowledge and, and especially help with the skill development more than anything. Yep. Mm. Um, so just on lo- local footy, so mm. after, um, actually, we'll, we'll jump back a step. Um, after the doggies, you moved out to Windy Hill. Yeah, so I had six, oh, years, of, six years at the doggies. Um and that was look six wonderful years. Met some met some great people like Rowan Smith, for example. He's he's one yeah. of the best humans I've ever met. And then to today, yeah. he's still he's still one of the, my best friends in life. So yeah. um, I hear he's a great fella, just an awesome guy. And he he's the sort of guy like he would have ten to twelve footballs around every Thursday night for dinner. Yeah, okay. He took players in like yep. he had two kids of his own. Mm. Um, yeah, he was just red, white, and blue through and through. And he'd do yeah. anything for the club. And he's still there as an assistant coach now. Right. So. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I had six years there, and unfortunately, my last year after I just started to establish myself, I had to have a uh, knee reconstruction, so I missed oh, twelve right. months. And there was a change of coach, there was a fair bit going on, and I ended yeah. up deciding to go and join Solid mm. at the Bombers for two years. Which, um, yeah, from a football side of things, was probably a bit of a waste of time, unfortunately. So yeah. I played fourteen games there, and only only in two of those games yeah. did I get over half on the ground. So that was I wasn't one of Sheeds' favourites, so that, would, that made life pretty tough. That must be bloody hard, mate, sitting on the bench. Yeah, sitting on the bench and just not just not getting the ground time. So yeah. that that was really really frustrating. And I sort of fell out of love with my footy a fair bit, um, mm. especially in the second year at the Bombers. I mean, I, I was very appreciative and and of the opportunity to play under a James Hurd, who at that stage was captain, dominating the AFL. Yeah. I mean, I got to play on Anzac Day, which was just a, wow, that's an cool. unbelievable experience. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, so from that point of view, I appreciated the opportunity, but mm. yeah, unfortunately, after that two years, my time was up, and I'd sort of fallen out of love with the game, and mm. I had an invite to go and do a preseason with Richmond, but mm. I moved, I came back home for four or five weeks, and I just after eight years being in Melbourne, one in Benio, it was great to just sort of be back home and reconnecting yeah. with friends, and I was yeah. back playing cricket, which I hadn't done for ten years, and yeah, um, yeah then I, I, I had some close mates and friends who were back at the Winnie Footy Club, and and I ended up. Um, Ended up heading back there just to get my love for the game back more than anything. And yeah. even though the first game back, I snapped my leg in half and missed oh, another 12 months. So, remember that? Yeah, now so, that you say, yeah, yeah, snapped that in half. So, that, yeah. that and that leg, and that was 2006. And that leg actually still gives me a lot of grief now. I've still got the yeah. rod in it and seen a specialist last week. So, yep. um, they don't go away, those pains. No, it's it's quite brutal at times. Yeah. And I'd love to be able to, my quality of life with it's not great as far yeah. as being able to go for a run and, yeah. and, and do things. And, um, yeah. But anyway, it is what it is. There's plenty of people worse off than me. So. Well, look, yeah, I mean, devastating at the time, I yeah. guess. But um, it's just part of it, unfortunately. So that's that's football, and um, yeah, yeah. Then after that first twelve months, then it was back to um, then I started coaching, and I went on to, to coach country footy for twelve out of the next thirteen years, which is probably one of the best things I've ever done as yeah. far as um, me maturing and growing as a person, but also yeah. being back, you know, in a team environment where you got a big group of people who are trying to work towards something to achieve something yeah. that yeah. that provides so much happiness for everybody involved. When you've got yeah. committees, volunteers, players, partners, young guys coming through, um, yeah, I think 
that's probably one thing that I've always loved is the team yeah. aspect of trying to achieve something together. And footy yeah. clubs are, you know, they're a unique microcosm of, and it's not just 20 players because it's 20 senior off 25 and resis and juniors and yeah. now there's, you know, 100 juniors playing, then you've got the parents and the committee. and Well, and, and then you, and then plus netball now is such a huge massive. part of, um, and having two girls myself who play yeah. netball, so... Um, and I sort of love the way that's evolved. The 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 netball side of it's just important as the football, which is yeah. which is really really good. So um, because for a, period, a fair period of time it wasn't that way. So no, it yeah. really wasn't. It's um it's and it's evolved so quickly though. Yeah. Um, I've got a mate involved in a local club here, and um, he's been the president. And he, you know, um, I know that they spend as much time th- talking about netball as they do footy. Yeah, like it's serious business. Yep. Um, what do they say about netball mums? I don't know. Yeah. Don't get in the way of a netball mum. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yes, they still stay, stay well clear. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, um, well, um, I've sort of mentioned pr- before, but I'm president of a basketball club, mate. Yep. And, you know, that's male-female thing, so it's pretty yep. good. But, yep. yeah, don't get in the way of a basketball mum either. Same no. thing. Yeah. Um, and you know what? They're doing what they can to make sure their kid gets the best, best opportunity. Yeah. And... Um, I'm not necessarily the person that subscribes to the everyone gets a medal, it's all fair and even and everything's yep. roses. It's You're playing to win. You're playing to win and, and probably one thing for me, uh, it's a little bit disappointing in recent times is the participation, that rewarding that, reward yep. that too much. Like the kids have got to learn to win and lose and yep. how to handle being humble when you win but also mm. when you lose that um, – okay, what, what do I need to do to get better? Yeah. How can I improve myself that's going to help the team? So, mm. yeah, I feel like, you know, I, I know my eldest daughter um, early this year, they'd won their first, well, they went on a winning streak and anyway, mm. they lost some games and she got really upset and I thought, that's a good lesson in life. You've got to learn to deal with yeah. um, some adversity and I th- just think we try, we smother and protect too much. Yeah. Part of them growing up on their journey in life is, is dealing with winning and losing yeah. and, and the fallout from both. So. Well, and it, it, it teaches kids and, and parents though that you don't all you know you don't you don't always get the job you apply for. Yep. You don't always you know it, it just doesn't go that way. Yeah. Um, You're not always going to get what you want, are you? Regardless whether it's sport or yeah. in life in in general. And probably an example of that for me was yeah, I had eight wonderful years playing uh, league footy. Yeah. But I didn't go on to have the career that I would have loved mm. to have had. So mm. at 25 years of age, I was pretty much. Out of footy, mm, unemployed, un- unemployed yep. snapped my leg in half where I had mm. six to eight weeks on the couch. So mm. I was in a pretty tricky area there for a period of time, mm. mentally more than anything. Well, That's- I've put all my time and energy into doing um, yep. m- which my, the love of my life, which training was footy and, and training. And, 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 yeah. and um, you know, I grew up playing cricket as well and I probably had yep. a decision to make, which way I went when mm. I was 15, 16, I chose footy. But... Mm. Yeah, 25, 26 then with a serious injury, no longer playing league footy. Mm. You know, I had to go back to um, to scratch and roll the sleeves up and yeah. and fight and scrap my way back through life. So we had a plan. Um, yeah, and and I guess um, part of that was being back with my family and re- really reconnecting with um, some of my closest friends growing up, which was, you know. So important. It's so important in life, yeah. Yeah, mate, if we can just want to – I just sort of want to back over that topic. So you've, you've had the – the league footy career, yep. came home, injury. What what did you do to get through? Because no doubt uh, you sort of alluded to some tough times. Yeah. What did you do? How did you get through that? Yeah, it was really tough. So that was probably the stage. Uh, it had been six months after I'd finished up in Melbourne. I'd been home. Yeah. I'd had a great time, to be honest, that six mm. months. Yeah. 
Um, but here I was lying at my mum and dad's on the couch, broken leg for about four to six weeks, no mm. job, footy'd finished. And mm. I was in some pretty dark, dark areas, to be honest. Like I was no mentally really, really struggling. Um, yep. Part of me um, coping with that was being at the footy club and being around my friends. So that yep. was really, really important. Um, but it wasn't something that you know, I was able to fix straight away. I, I mentally really struggled for a period of time. Mm. Um, but I was also conscious of the fact that I didn't want to be one of those, you know, there's a lot of AFL players who have finished up um, mm. because the, the average lifespan of an AFL player is 3.5 years and only wow. 5 5% of players play 50-plus games. So yep. a lot of guys put their you know, heart and soul into that, but it finishes really quickly. And, yep. and I think you know, you've seen guys completely go off the rails and, and lose the Lots plot. Them, they get yeah. lost in life and um, – yep. Fortunately for me, had some really good people around me and, and got a really yeah. good friendship group and, and family. So um, I was able to stay on track and, um, yeah, then met my wife who been married nearly 15 years now. And, right, yeah. Yeah, so combining um, meeting my wife, being back around family and friends, my closest ones, uh, being involved in football, I was able mm. to stay busy and then, um, yeah, just continue to work my way through life and be busy and um, – yeah. yeah. Then then had kids and you know, my girls now look nearly eleven and nearly fourteen. So, wow. um, yeah. But there was there was a period of time where mentally, um, yeah, you know, I was really really struggling because mm. you haven't gone on and even though I had eight wonderful years and it's something yeah. I look back on now and I'm really really proud of. It's enormous, um, mate. It's you know, to, to I think in the intro I said you know to play one AFL game is amazing, yeah. um, but to play that amount of time. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you know, that the family and, and the mates, um, yep. you know, I'm fortunate to have an amazing family and a great group of mates and, yep. um, myself, um, so I met you through a couple of legendary fellas, um, Maso, Maddie Mason, uh, and Rousey, two great blokes that I sort of met independently and then, yep. I don't know, they knew you, I'm not even sure really how it all yep. worked out. Um, do you reckon is and I think we've, you've probably already answered the question, but is having that mateship more important than individual success? Oh, without doubt. Yeah, yeah. and it's one thing I've learned, um, you know, throughout life and even looking back on that AFL period, I mean, that finished in 2005. It's a long, feels like a long time ago yeah. to me now. Yeah. Um, and I used to think that was the be-all, end-all in life. Um, mm. But as you get older and, you know, you do, you get married and you have kids and you spend more time with your close friends and family, mm. um, you know, you you realise that that's what's really important in life is working out who those real friends are because mm. I've been in, in environments where it's really toxic and there's people yeah. having a negative influence on your life mm. and you just need to remove yourself from that environment or away from those people because otherwise you just, you're going to waste energy and you're going to waste your life. In, and you become one of them. Well, you can, beca you can become one of them and yeah. um, it's just unhealthy. So yeah. I think I'm at the stage of my life where um, – I've worked out who my true friends are, who you yep. can trust, and and, yeah. and obviously I've got great family as well. But mm. it's about now that I've identif identified that, it's mm. go and have fun with those people, Agree. laugh, smile, cry yeah. if you need to, like exactly, um, yeah. yeah, show your emotions and 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 yeah, go yeah. and go and enjoy life because yeah. life's short and um, it is. Yeah, you know, if we're healthy, you should be happy because you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of people out there who aren't. So um, yeah. Yeah, I've got a group of mates and, you know, three blokes that I sort of play Friday night golf with. And yep. it's, if it's, you know, take the family side out of life, yep. that bit for me, that three or four hours having a few beers, talking a bit of crap, 
playing shit golf, and my, my mates are good golfers. I'm not, but yeah. um, you Similar know, to me. yeah, <laughs> that um, that uh, you've just hit on something. You're in the special club of having a hole in one, right? Yes, got very lucky <laughs> <laughs> at Riverside. No, it was there at no. Redcliffe actually. Redcliffe. Oh, Redcliffe. Yes, I was in the uh, Shane Doherty uh, oh, Memorial, yeah. th- which was on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the, the yep. tournament that I had, and. And each, each of the par threes, I have the, the 10K sponsors. So, yeah, yeah I was fortunate enough to uh, to get the hole-in-one and, and uh, win a Harley, So, which <laughs> nice. which most of my mates laughed at because <laughs> me on a motorbike is a bit of a disaster. So, um, yeah. yeah, but it was a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. It's yep. uh, a club I haven't joined, I must say. I've certainly tried. I'm actually happy hitting the green, really. If well, I land on, I'm happy. I haven't gone close since, so, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fluke. <laughs> I had you up there as a high-end golfer chasing Rousey down, but no. Nah. No, no, no. So, I've, I mean, I do love my golf. Yeah. Um, I did get to, to single figures once, but, yeah, I haven't been near that since. So I've sort yeah. of stayed consistently between that sort of 14 and 15. Yeah. So just the um, general weekend golfer. Yeah, like, just – and, and yeah. know, now that – now that the netball season and winter's finished, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. And yep. you know, I've got some mates who love their golf and are very good at it. And yeah. like you said, it's a from from work and everything else you got going on during the week. It, yeah. it, it is a great release to have three to four hours. It's it's out in the fresh air. Yeah. It's catching up with your mates. You might have a beer. Like mm. it's just um, yeah. I think for your mental health, it's 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 fantastic. It is good. Yeah. I know. I get to Friday, and I sort yeah. of fortunate enough in my role that sometimes I can sneak out at three or four o'clock. And yep, it, it's. It's just a release. You've and exactly. everyone's got to have their a certain release. Something. Yeah, you have to. So yep. and then you you're a better person and you feel better after that anyway. Yep. So well that's yep. what I find. So. Sometimes I don't feel better Saturday mornings, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the Friday night. Yeah. Um so now just if we can back over the, the work career just a little bit yep. and uh, we don't have to dive too far into work because this is not really about work. But um, I saw you the other day in the SEN car. Well, yep. Can you talk to me about that? How did that come about? How- yeah, it, it completely came out of the blue. So yeah. I um, it was about two years ago now because I've been in the role for two years. So yep. I got a phone call on a Sunday from a number I didn't recognise. I didn't answer it. Anyway, it was Craig Hutchison. Yeah. Um, the big, uh, Hutchie. the big Hutchie. So yeah. and he just yeah he asked me to give me a call back and I hadn't spoke to. I mean when I lived in Melbourne I had a little bit to do with Hutchie but I hadn't okay. spoke to him for about fifteen years and yeah I rang him back and he sh- sold me a vision that he was you know he's looking to take SEN regionally um, right. to nine different places and Mildura was one of those and yeah. he wanted me to head it up so right. um, yeah he had a vision for how he wanted to work um, mm. we're in it for the long haul um, mm. and yeah I had to make a decision pretty quickly within a four yep. to five day period. So that all happened really quick. And wow. then I had to sort of keep it quiet for four to six weeks because yeah. I was still a little bit off um, from starting up. But yeah. absolutely loved the job. Um, unbelievable company to work for. Mm. Um, and I love the the flexibility in the role. So, yeah, you know, we're a little bit different from, you know, just, just book your spots and that goes to air and that's mm. how it works. We, um, you know, we've, we've, got the, we've got the radio channel and we've also got the app now, which – yep. Is going really well, but you know, for a lot of my clients here in Mildura, you know, part part of their packages is we do a lot of corporate uh, corporate suite stuff. And did um, see something on Facebook. Yeah, so I mean, and I've had clients who just love going down going down the footy, and they get yeah. five hours of um, in the court box and the best that? best spots. And not, you know, I even had some clients at the grand final. Part of their packages went last weekend. See that. So SCN really look after everyone really well. Mm. So. Um, yeah, and I'm also now starting to look after uh, the Ballarat and Bendigo areas, and okay. yeah, so the the jobs forever evolving. Mm. Um, I'm I'm based here in Mildura, my own, so I'm my own boss. Um, nice. Yeah, so I've got great flexibility. 
in life to make sure I'm getting doing my work. But if yeah. my kids have got stuff on, I can go and support them at that. Yeah, um, cool. So work-life balance is, is really, really good. Yeah, um, excellent. And yeah. I feel like it's a lot important. of businesses have gone that way now. Like if you've got good staff, mm. you know, part of keeping you good staff is you've got to be able to, you know, give them some flexibility and have some family time. And I think... Agree. Um, yeah, as long as everybody's getting in and doing the job that they're meant to be. Um, yeah. I like the fact that the bosses in and businesses in different areas mm. are, are starting to have, have a bit more of that flexibility. I think the workspace has changed over the last, you know, Hasn't call it? it three years. Like, it's not unheard of for most people to, well, unless you're, a, you know, a chippy or a plumber and mm. you obviously can't work from home, but... A lot of jobs now, it's there. It's, um, you know, I spent, well, like everyone, you know, um, that, that lockdown time and it just kept working, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, having said that, um, I was actually happy when the, the rule changed and we can go back to work because yep. my own home was doing my head in. Yeah, and I get a bit like that uh, still myself now. So I yep. work from home and um, so yep. I've basically been at home for the last three years. So, yep. yeah, you do have days where you're like, I've got to get in the car, just go for a drive, get some fresh air sometimes yeah. because go get a coffee or you something. just feel like you don't leave the house. So, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but no, from that point of view, we're two, two years in, we're growing, we're getting bigger and better and, yep. um, yeah, it's something I want to do long term. Yeah, awesome. Mm. And Hachi, he, um, obviously I've only ever seen him on telly. He's, he's a fairly... Um, Shrewd businessman, I would have thought. He's got an unbelievable. I've never, never um, dealt with anyone as shrewd as as Hutchie yeah. and what he knows and how he goes about things. And um, yeah. probably the big thing that has stood out for me, though, even though I'm only a very small part of his business, mm. he cares about me as much as anyone else. Like That's his crazy, his empathy and care for uh, for checking in on me to make, see how mm. I'm going. Is there anything we can do for the community of Mildura? Like he he mm. he's really community invested. So yep. um, yeah, yeah, I, I have a huge amount of respect for. Um, the way he's treated me the last two years, yeah, especially great. with how big the how big the business is, not yeah, only massive. now spread out all over Australia, but we've yeah. gone into New Zealand as well. So we've got SENZ in New Zealand. So okay. we're forever forever growing. And um, yep. yeah, Hutchie's just he doesn't. Yeah, I do worry about. Um, he mustn't sleep. He just he's doesn't. So much. He doesn't have much time to for himself really. because no. uh, he's so busy. Um, yeah, but he's absolutely brilliant at what he does. Fair chance he won't hear this, but um, anyway, we'll yeah. pump him up a yeah. bit. Still impressed with his little um, the the um, the EJ Witten game when he played on and snapped around the corner and kicked that goal. He Gets replayed be, a bit that doesn't it? I would imagine so, he'd yeah, probably yeah. Got, he's probably got a photo of that yeah. in his office surely. Yeah, yeah, that so, was uh, <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so what do you do in the downtime? Obviously, we sort of spoke about golf. You're working from home, got a family. Yep. yep. What do you when you just want to sit on the couch and watch something, whether it's sport or not? Yep. What do you do? What well, do you I am. I'm mad sport. Like, yeah. yeah, I absolutely love my sport. I mean, obviously, I love the AFL, love the Blues. Yeah. Um, but even though I love the Blues, I love watching good footy. So, um, you know, like if, if the last 10 years, probably Paddy Dangerfield's been my favourite player to watch. So I love watching Danger play um, outside of the Blues. And, yep. Um, but other than that, probably the something I wasn't never really into, but in the last probably you know, six, seven years, um, I've, I've just one day I was watching the NBA and mm. this guy was sinking those three pointers from everyone. I'm like, who is this bloke? Yeah. And so ever since then, I've just followed Steph Curry. So if if Steph's, if Steph's playing, yep. yeah, I need to be watching. Like, I just, because when he gets hot or if, if he's putting on a show, I just, I think he's the greatest show in world sport at the moment if, if he's on. Yep. So 
Yeah, I mean, probably, you know, I just love watching Steph Curry and the yeah. way he goes about it. And you know, I think if you're someone that changes the game, then mm. you are you are pretty special. And he has. And mm. look, I've watched, you know, loads of, you know, the 3030s and the, all those different ESPN shows and he just seems like a good dude. Yeah, he does, yeah. Like, you know, he's a family man. He's never been in trouble. He hasn't done this. He's not full of – well, it doesn't matter if you've got tattoos, but he's not that – that that NBA player, he's just a dude, and you know he's got a brother that plays, and his dad was yeah. a great player too. So, I mean, he had it from birth, really. But yeah, he did, and made it his own. And he seems to be really authentic. Anyone that goes and plays with him, like how cool he is. Yeah. Boogie Cousins asked him, said to him, "Mate, are you you normal?" Like yeah. <laughs> most superstars, he goes, they all want the superstar treatment. They yeah. want to be. He just seems to be one of the lads, and and that's yeah. his leadership, and that sort of flows onto the rest of. Yeah. The, the Warriors culture, he sort of leads that. So, mm. yeah, no, I just admire him and love watching him. I think he's, yeah, yeah he's a great entertainer. But outside of that, it's, it's yeah, love playing golf when we can. Yeah. Um, and I guess as we get older, you start to live your life through your kids a bit. So mm. you're flat out with them running around. And yeah. um, so I enjoy watching them grow and evolve. And yeah. I just want to be a parent that's there to support them more mm. than anything and guide them as, as best I can. Um, and, and then try and fit in some fitness job, work mate. when you can. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. The ultimate job, I think, is parenting. And, you know, I've said on here before, I've had days where I've been a shit parent, yep. you know, because well, for whatever reason, not super bad, but just yep. when, th- you know, you're tired or this or that. But yep. it's a tough job, but it's the greatest job ever. It is. It's and it's so not even good. a job. It's a yep. – it's a it's life. That's it? life. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I think, um, yeah, it's, you know, for, for those of us lucky enough to have had that opportunity, yep. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um and so other than that, so we've gone sport, we've gone work, anything that people aren't going to, you don't sit home and play chess or you don't read books. I'm not into that. No, I don't, that I don't really read um, unless it's sort of a biography of sportsmen. So yeah. as you can see, I'm very yeah. uh, sports uh, Mate, it's orientated and that's, that's been my room. life. So and that, yeah. very much from a young age, it was... Um, watching watching my father play to yeah. watch my uncle play to um, mm. just hanging off the words of your senior players, whether it be at the career club or at the football club, and I guess yeah. that's just flowed on throughout you know the rest of my life. So mm. um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much they're my they're my real interest. So it's really family, your friends, and and, and sport. sport. They're three, yeah, and so much sport to watch it's um there is for me to see you know nfl started nba's about to start nbl starting yeah that's my you know i love footy yeah but you know as we've discussed as a carlton support it's been a tough well 1995 was a long time ago uh, well I, I went in 1995 went with daddy's mad along and yep. um yeah i just as a 15 year old kid thought this is pretty cool heck yeah. is this carlton just winning premierships and <laughs> yeah. um this is what it's anyway we've, like. we've done the hard yards so um yeah it was actually funny, so getting drafted and being at the Bulldogs for six years and then the Bombers for a couple of years and then yeah. moving home throughout that period, obviously I wasn't supporting Carlton, but then yeah. it was that was one part of um, being back home and getting back on the right track was, okay, then I started supporting Carlton again when, yeah. when it was announced that Chris Judd was coming to Carlton no, because nice. I was fortunate enough to play against Judd a few times when yeah. he played for West Coast. Did and, you catch him? Uh, no, 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 it was lightning, <laughs> but um, yeah, then – Ever since Juddy came back to Carlton, I've sort of reignited my passion for the Blues. So, yeah. um, and I've got some some of my closest friends are Blues supporters as well. So, yeah, um, yeah we've done the hard yards, and we have, the last mate. two rounds this year were really tough. I hadn't felt that bad after I lost the Melbourne I'm and Collingwood losses. So, I'm still unsure how I feel about those. Two yeah, no, that, that, those two that, nights. That, they really hurt. So, yeah. but hopefully, we've got. 
I mean, everything's there. If the platform's there for us to, to launch off that and put ourselves in the mix. But, I mean, 18-team yeah. comp, there's potentially a 19th team coming in. Yeah. St Kilda's only won one flag. Like, yeah. I'd be happy just for Carlton to win one more premiership in my lifetime. Yeah. That's, that's all. I'd be more than happy if that if they could do that. Then yeah. that would be... That would be great. But, yeah, um, I don't. I don't need that domination. That you know, the the Hawthorne three or four, and then yeah. the Richmond thing, and the, I don't need that either. Yeah, one um, would be cool. Just in the next three or four years or something would yeah. be awesome. Um, so just look, I could. There's a million things I could throw at you, um, and you know, I think. Um, Local sports people here, so we've we, we sort of touched before on the young fellas playing AFL now. But who's the greatest sportsman locally? I reckon to come out of this town. Bearing Ooh. in mind there's a motorsport thing, there's footy, there's all these different things. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a, a hard one. That's a really hard one. I mean, I remember as a kid, um, Dad used to take me to the speedway on a Sunday mm-hmm. night, and I just used to remember as a kid. How packed it was when Phil Crump was was yep. was riding in the speedway, and so yeah, I always just thought, wow, this guy's a superhuman. Like, yeah. so as a little kid, you're sort of looking up to these guys, and yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it was just they, that was absolutely packed, and I just remember the buzz and Sunday night, all the- Sunday night, and yeah, so that was that was another yeah. sporting memory as a kid coming yeah. through. So yeah, I mean, who would be the best? I'm not really sure. I mean, um, we had Kev Hogarth win a um, yeah. win a medal at the Bronze, Olympics, yeah, and, exactly. So, um, and that's serious history. Like that's that's serious history. Isn't like, it? Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, then we've had some wonderful players go and play league footy. But yeah. Yeah. So we are for a regional town that is a long way away from from capital cities. We've yeah. had some pretty special uh, sporting talent go mm. on to bigger and better things from here, haven't we? And yeah. Probably one of the reasons why I've tried to, when I get asked give up my time, is to give back to the kids because I feel yeah. like some of the pathways for the kids here these days isn't great. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a long way away from um, these kids getting the specialist coaching that they mm. perhaps need. So yep. I think that's been a real hole in the area for, for our kids and um, yeah, yeah, especially for some parents who can't afford to send their kids away. That's and the thing. You can have all the talent in the world, but if mum and dad haven't got the cash to send you up the highway to Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne um, or Adelaide. Or Adelaide. Or, yeah, so and yeah. being able to support like, yeah. And for kids, some kids will, they will develop at different rates to other kids. So mm, even mm. though at 15, 16, 17, you might not be, you know, right at the top, you might be yeah. someone who's got huge upside. And with the right coaching, with the right guidance, with yep. some real encouragement and, and, and belief, mm. they could go on to bigger and better things. So f- yep. for me here right at the moment, I just don't think we, we have those pathways, which is in th- uh, unfortunate. There's some real holes in that. So yeah. um, I-, I agree with you. I think, you know, um, we've got, you know, there's a few young fellas, a young bloke from a basketball club, Sammy Cummings going yep. over to SA. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen him play footy, but I've seen him play basketball, and I'm spewing that he's going to Adelaide. But I'm so stoked for him as a kid. Like he's a great kid. He's a great kid, and awesome uh, I've, kid. Um, he, I'm fantastic uh, friends with his parents and yep. with Sam. I've watched him the last two to three years, and I've done a fair bit of work with Sam, um, yep. just with his skill stuff. But he's a kid mm. that is so driven that he's been able to take that away, um, mm. take on little pieces of advice, and he just goes and acts on them really quickly, and he just Secure. works so Secure. hard. And, yeah, I'm really excited for, for his future, for example. He's yep. off to Adelaide next year, and mm. I think he's over there playing a carnival at the moment as we speak. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, but he's so he's able to go over there, which is good, but he's going to get in the right systems. He's going to get the right He'll coaching. After. He'll do his schooling as well, Perfect. so that's important that he ticks that box. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and he, he he's one that could 
I, re- I really think could go on and do some really special things with whatever he puts his mind to sporting wise. I think yep. football's the one that he's going to he's going to choose because he was really yeah. good at tennis as well. So right, okay, yeah, and so, basketball, as and I basketball said, as well. So he's, he's got a lot of natural. He ability. played a game for us in under 16s last year, and he yeah. just there was a contest where. You know, it was him and the ball in the middle, and he just yep. he did not even contemplate not going for the ball. And the other fella coming the other way ended up on the floor, and Sammy ends up with the ball fast break after the game as the president. And he was sitting with his mum and dad and said, "Mate, that was fucking great what yeah, you did yeah. there. You did not care. You just it, it wasn't it wasn't nasty. It wasn't angry. It was yep. just there's the ball. I need to get it to score for my team." Yeah. And that mentality is well. Uh, I just watched him in the SFL Grand Final. He just yeah, only not long turned fifteen, and yeah. he was he was probably in Wentworth's best three players. Yeah. So um, yeah, he, he's yeah. got the desire and 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 work rate to to yeah. succeed. And, yeah. and if you've got that, and you combine that hard work with some good guidance in life, but mm. self belief, self belief yep. is a big one for our kids coming through. Um, you know, especially with so many issues in society with mental health and yeah. and that side of things. Um, mm. As much as we can get them to believe in themselves that's such a big thing because if they yeah. believe in themselves and they chase their dreams well mm. that's that's the message i try and give all the kids that i work with so and i think yeah. my really valid point that sort of you know having got teenage kids myself and, yeah. and and through their peer networks and then just the work that i do i just hear about kids not mine but others with anxiety issues and yeah. all that i'm just thinking what what how is it is it come about because we talk about it more or has it come about because of social media or what? I, I don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't either. It's it's not it's, not It's area. sad to me. Yeah, it's, it is sad. Like, um, and that's why as much as we can, when we can, it's, it's supporting each other as much as possible yeah. and um, yeah, yep. and following through on that. Like if and mm. catching up and asking, that's the are you okay days. It's a great thing that it needs to be. It's brilliant. It needs to be pumped more, but yeah. it's... Um, because let's not shy away from it. It's the biggest issue in society at the moment. Sure. So yeah. the, the mental side of whether... And we're not just talking mm. sports, life in general. Like just it's, general life. It's your day-to-day living, yeah. work. Like, mm. yeah. Yeah. No, agree, mate. Agree. Hey, uh, we'll finish with one um, question, which is equally as hard as a few I have asked you. Who's the greatest sports person ever? Um... Yeah, I've probably Tough there's one. probably two that I can't split. Yeah. I think there's two that stand out. One's yeah. Michael Jordan. Yes. Um, you know, I think growing up, the old saying, everyone wanted to be like Mike. Um, and yeah. you know, Great. the Air Jordans, and you know, you, there, you, you've got Stack you've got them everywhere here, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but you just think of the impact he had on the game globally, he changed global yeah. sport, global sport, and yeah. yeah. So he, and then the fact of how good he was, he like was. I just haven't seen anything like Michael Jordan. Yeah. So. Um, and then the other one is Tiger Woods. So, yeah, yep. I mean, Tiger at his peak will never see anything like that yeah, again. Nah, and nah. just the the crowds, the, um, you know. The, the He sort of made golf sexy, didn't he, really? Well, like, he did, yeah. He, you know, golf was always a, a bit of an old fat bloke with a moustache sport sort yep. of thing. Then Greg Norman came along and it started. It did. And Tiger came and it was just like. Well, I mean, I mean, the shark was huge. So he was, yeah. like, when I was a young kid, I loved, you know, there was, Same. There was Alan Border, there was Greg Norman, there was. Yeah. Those guys that you looked up to as a young guy, when yeah. they were like, if they're on the TV, you didn't move. So, That's right. yeah. But yeah, I mean, Tiger, what he did for the game of golf, and some yeah. of the things he did, like we'll never see again. So, yeah, um, yeah them two stand out, and then probably one from an Australian point of view mm. would be Shane Warne. So, God unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Yeah. But I mean, to do what he did, bowling leg spin to take over seven hundred wickets, unbelievable. Um, yeah, just and when Warne was bowling, 
and I was a it's kid. captivating, was I it? just didn't move. Yeah. You, you didn't want to miss out on what was going to happen next. So. There's always something going to happen. There's always something um, going to happen. And, yeah. and then for, uh, I know my wife worked at a function in Adelaide in the early 2000s and Warney was guest speaker yep. and he j- j- told the story about the – the 99, he's like, I was on 99 and whoever it was bowling to him. Yeah, it was Daniel, Daniel went, Vittori. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to whack that cow corner. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And if we had <laughs> if we had uh, the technology back then we have today, it would have been no ball and he would have got his 100. Really? Because he overstepped the line. Oh, so. cheating. Keys. So he never got that 100, <laughs> Warney, and it was all part yeah. of the, it was all part of the story with him. But I, no, I reckon no, that was it. It was kind of good in a way. I kept that story yep. going, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it did for a fair while, actually. Yeah, so, the warning thing. But unfortunately, he's he's no longer with us, and that's yeah. just a reminder of how fragile life can be. Exactly. Um, you know, he's only fifty-two. So, yeah. Yeah, but they they are the ones that that really stood out to yeah. me. I mean, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and then Warney on a on a local front. But and they're all Nike twenty-three. Well, there you go. I didn't even think of that. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Phil Knight that uh, owns Nike he did well there. Cleaned up. Yeah. Cleaned up. Uh, All right, mate. Hey, I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me. Really Really, appreciate it. Really happy, mate. We'll keep uh, talking to local people that have done awesome things. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll just keep chatting on the roundabout. So um, from me and from Alves, we're out of here. See you soon. Thank you.